my father and I have done a number of uh, of road trips. You know, we've been up to Toronto, we've been to a number of cities, and uh, I figure this is a great lead. This was a great lead-in for you. Uh, this was the first year that actually took Jacob with us. Yeah. Uh, so we did the three generation. We did a trip to Kansas City. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and it was uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, my father, who's who's getting up there in age. Uh, it's his world. It's his grandkids and his Yankees. Um, that's for him. And uh, you know, we are all passionate. Jacob is the same way. It's a little tougher with Sebastian. He can't really sit still for too long. Jacob could sit through a triple header if they offered that. <laughs> Ball, two guys talking about their babies and supporting their ladies. Talking about the struggle. Talking about Big Papa. CB. Dan, how are you? I'm good, man. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for joining me here on Big Papa's. Great. Glad, I'm glad to be there. Corey, uh, you're in Long Island. I never, sorry, I, I'm never clear on this. Is it in Long Island or on Long Island? Uh, that's a great question. I would say that you live on Long Island. Nice. But you definitely live in New York City. Gotcha. Well, so I guess that's the difference. Thanks for uh, thanks for being with me here today, Corey. We haven't spoken in quite a while. It's great to hear your voice, man. And likewise, likewise, glad to be a part of the podcast. So you and I are friends from summer camp, uh, going way back. And I just saw on Facebook you've been posting about your son. Is Jacob eight years old? Uh, Jacob, actually, believe it or not, as time flies, is 11 years what? old. What? Oh, my God. Yep. I did the same thing with my buddy who I interviewed last time. I was like, so, your kid's three weeks old, right? And he was like, no, he's six <laughs> days old. Uh, so I guess that's a thing for me. Anyways, I saw you've been posting, you know, these kind of updates about Jacob going to sleepaway camp. Uh, and, and one of the, the really sweet ones was when he came home, he had spent some of his camp money, like not on candy or whatever else you might expect at like a tuck shop, but he actually bought an anniversary gift for you and your wife. I thought that was such a sweet story. Correct. I'd love to. Uh, I'd love to share actually the whole story. I, I, my my wife actually added some insight to it last night that I didn't even realize. Sort of where he accumulated all this money. Um, so essentially, at uh, Sleepaway Camp, he is given a uh, canteen fund. Uh, for those who are listening that aren't aware of much about Sleepaway Camp, essentially, you know, the kids have their whole day of activities, and in the evening time, they go to this canteen where they can congregate and socialize. And each night they purchase, you know, with some of their funds, some candy, soda, etc. And um, some of the other funds are used to go, when they go on trips, they could take them if they go to like a water park or something to play video games, to uh, purchase souvenirs. So we had that money. Now at the same time, um, about a few days before a one of the big trips they were going on, his closest friend had a, uh, a bit of an accident at camp and cut open his leg and wasn't going to be able to, um, the, the trip that was coming up a few days later was at a water park. He wasn't going to be able to um, really go on any of the rides. So my wife sent up some additional money for my son so he would spend some time outside the water rides with his friend playing video games. At the same time, this boy's mother also sent money to my son because they're <laughs> like best friends from home. So he acquired all this money. I didn't even know. So what, you know, originally he was usually, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 bucks. He had 130 bucks. So what did he end up doing? 
he doesn't use any of the money. And uh, last week, when he comes home and gets off the bus, he's got this big box in his hand. And the first words out of his mouth were, happy anniversary. And he hands us this box. And inside the box is one of only 500 signed bats from uh, Mariano Rivera, recently, who was recently inducted into the Baseball Hall of Fame. We are big Yankee fans. And um, I forgot to mention that that's actually one of their other trips they go on every year. And that's what he did uh, with all the money that he had. Instead of spending it on himself, um, as unselfish as can be, he bought a gift for myself and my wife, and it was quite touching. What a sweetheart! I love that story, and I want to I want to come back to the Yankee thing in a little bit. As we're we're kind of on a, like a summertime theme here, so I'm going to return to that. I wonder if you can describe. You know, like I said, we know each other from camp. We weren't campers together, but we were counselors, and there's certainly like a fun, carefree kind of vibe when you're a counselor at a camp. I wonder. What is the sleepaway camp experience like on the other end as a parent when you're at home and your kid is away? Um, well, mixed bag. Uh, what's different about things than when you and I went there, um, all the camps now have these have on their websites, and they have probably three or four full-time photographers who literally walk around the camp and just take pictures all day. So what's good about that is the camps, you know, they upload the pictures on a daily basis and you really get the opportunity to see how your kid is doing. You know, when you and I were there, the parents would ship the kids off. You get a couple of phone calls, a couple of letters. Um, This you really can see, you know, on a daily basis, the smiles, you know, the time that they're having. It's almost like while they're away, you're still sort of interacting with them, you know, through their facial expressions. Um, and that's, that's like a big deal that as a parent who's concerned about having your child away for that amount of time really, really puts your mind at ease. Wow, you, you actually covered a couple of the next questions that I had that all kind of connected there. But that, that makes sense. Um, so is that the fact that you're always connected in that way, I guess it doesn't leave nearly as much room for you to worry because you don't know. Um, do you ever feel like you could use a break from even thinking about it or are you constantly happy to be checking in and you know it's it's actually uh, i think sadly for a lot of parents it's almost like an addiction you're you're refreshing on a on a uh, hourly basis to see you know if there's any new pictures and what's going on and you you learn this um skill of how to like scan a group of faces and literally just spot your own kid like that quickly it's really funny they they um you know they group the pictures sometimes within their own camp group, so there's only going to be about a handful of those. Those are easy to go. Those are easy to, easy to go through. Then they have like big camp activities every night, like evening activities. The whole camp is there, and all of a sudden you see like a thousand pictures, and you got to just scan through everything. It takes forever, but uh, you get you, you get used to it. You get get an eye for it. Do you think that Jacob is likely to stick at this camp for the rest of his you know quote unquote camp career? Do you think maybe he'll be a counselor there one day? I think he will definitely be counsel that one day. He he has a personality that is um, made for it, and and he's the kind of kid actually that he probably would have been happy wherever. You know, when we were deciding on uh, whether or not to send him to sleepaway camp, what you typically do is um, you tour. You know, you pick a couple of camps, and and believe it or not, this has gotten to the point where there are actually companies that operate similar to that of like college advisors that you know will, will steer you in the right direction you know my wife and i kind of talked about it we're like this you know we're, we're not we're not concerned about uh who's got the best communications program you know let's just ask a couple of our friends and see what they say and you know uh, at the time 
that we, you know, typically what you do is you'll tour um, the summer before your child's going to attend. And at this point in time, my wife was in a job where she was working a lot over the summer, doing a lot of traveling. So we really only had one weekend to tour. So we picked three camps. We saw three camps in two days. And um, he would have been happy anywhere. I, I tell people the story. His, his favorite camp was whichever one we had just left. Right. Uh, she and I figured at that point, let's just make the decision. And we picked this one. And, you know, I don't think with him there would have been a wrong answer. But it definitely feels right, everything about it. Do you do a visitor's day kind of halfway through the summer or at any other point? Yes. Yes, there is one visiting day. Um, our camp is a very big camp. You're not allowed to take the child off camp or anything, but it's it's the day that the kids look forward to like the most. And it's 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 really funny. So, you know, I, I don't know if any of the audience is from Long Island, but I think uh, Long Island, well, I guess the, I shouldn't say Long Island, more the Long Island, New Jersey, Manhattan, Westchester, you know, Jewish population has their own way of doing things. So what's so funny is you get there, I think um, the, the gate opens at around, I think, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning. Right. You should see, I could send you a video, geez, because they have like a drone set up. There's a line about a mile long starting at about 9 o'clock with these parents with, with wheelie carts like they'd be bringing to the beach and tents and chairs and uh you know whatever foods the kids miss from home that they they bring up and it's quite the scene it's a little bit of a little bit of a melee for the first 10-15 minutes but then you you know the throughout the day all the activities are open you could do anything you want go in the pool go in the lake shoot archery play foosball in the canteen you know drive go-karts the ropes course it's the whole nine it's really uh just an absolutely special day. And actually, I lucked out this year. I turned 40 this year, and, and visiting day was on my 40th birthday. So considering I, considering I only get to see him one day in seven weeks, it was really uh, it was really a special experience this year. That's amazing. I'm getting goosebumps, man. You know, anyone who, who's gone to camp, and especially if you go year after year and you go to the same place and you kind of develop these relationships with, with the place and with the people there, like, it's such a magical experience. And I know for me, you know, like, as I've gone on further in my life and further away from being in the camp experience, the times when I do spend a couple minutes kind of, you know, just thinking about it, reminiscing or whatever, it's like the, the most pure, joyful kind of nostalgia to think about that. It must be really cool cool to watch your kid start to build those experiences, you know, as something that you're now obviously far removed from in your own life. Yeah, no, there's, there's no question about that. And he said, you know, the first couple of years he was there, he started, uh, two summers ago. So he actually, he has his birthday actually every summer at camp, which is pretty cool. Um, so, which is great because we don't have to worry about throwing him a party at home, <laughs> but, um, actually they, they, for the kids who have birthdays there, you get a choice. Um, you know, we, we, you know, throw a few extra dollars and the camp takes his whole bunk out either for pizza or for ice cream. So, uh, they get to celebrate his birthday, which is great. But, um, you know, the first couple of years, um, you know, like I said, he, he started summer, he was eight years old, turned nine this year, he turned 11. Like he's really reaching that age where, you know, those, those, those relationships with, with these people, you know, are really starting to become more meaningful. You know, those first couple of years was just, you know, another group of friends. Like now, they text throughout the year, all of them, you know, they, they're, they're constantly in touch. It's, it's really a, it's a nice, uh, you know, coming of age thing to be witnessing. That's great. Does Jacob have friends from home? Anyone that he goes to camp with, or is it all just camp friends from, from other parts of the country? 
he didn't specifically plan to go with any friends, but it turned out that three or four other kids that live in our town signed up the same year. Um, what's different with my, my younger one, Sebastian, who uh, is seven now, he's going to be going next summer. We already know that in his division, you know, either next year or the year after, there's going to be about seven or eight kids from our hometown. Now, that's not something we would have necessarily preferred, but because of the fact that we're already, you know, invested in this camp, we're not about to, to break up, you know, where our kids go. So it's mixed. It's nice to see some familiar faces. You definitely want them to make those connections with other people as well, though. Right. And then do you ever have to, like, drive Jacob to New Jersey for a sleepover, like, in November or something like that? <laughs> no, actually, his his bunk is almost all kids from Long Island. There are two New Jersey kids, and I believe there was one sleepover last summer. Uh, I'm sorry, sleepover last year during the school year, and we lucked out one of the uh, sets of parents took it upon themselves to say, hey, we're going to go out there, and then we're going to spend the night at a hotel, so we really... We jumped in on that car, so we got to ship them off with, uh, you know, no obligations from us, which is nice. <laughs> right. Uh, so Sebastian, you said is seven, and he'll start camp next year. Is that? Yeah. Do you jump right into all seven weeks? Is that how Jacob did it? Is that how Sebastian will do it? Yes, definitely, definitely. I believe they do offer a shorter program at that age. I know the camp and I that you had attended had sort of various sessions. The majority of them don't have that around here. It's generally a, a seven-week program. You know, there are a few for those people who are just looking for that half summer, but uh, our camp is basically seven weeks or bust, especially after your uh, your first year. Right. And is there has Sebastian been doing a day camp thing in the lead-up till he's old enough to go to Sleepaway? Yes, he's been going to day camp uh, the entire summer. Just, you know, regular general, local uh, JCC camp. I think he's uh, he's ready to go. You know, it depends. There are some kids his age who, you know, would, would eventually be in his division, and, and those kids' parents are ready for them to go, but the kids themselves just aren't. They're, they're, they're still latching on to mommy and daddy, and that's, that's understandable at that age. You know, it depends on personality, but... Sebastian's ready. He knows his big brother's going to be there. He's he's as excited as can be. Yeah, having Jacob kind of lead the way there, I'm sure, does you know a huge amount for his comfort and his excitement and confidence going in. Yeah, 100%. Um, okay, well, back on to baseball now. You know, uh, you, you teed it up at the beginning just as far as the idea that a bat signed by Mariana Rivera would be just as exciting to your wife as it is to you. Your family, um, you have a huge history with the Yankees. You know, it's something that obviously you share with your dad. You guys are season ticket holders, and you've passed it down to your kids. I know, you know, you and I have gone to many Yankee games together, and even though I'm a Blue Jays fan, and we're like constantly uh, frustrated that the Yankees are basically better than us forever and always, uh, it's always so cool to go to Yankees. Yankee games is such a great atmosphere there. I just wonder if you can kind of share, you know, some thoughts on what the experience of of having that thing as you know a part of your family heritage means to you guys. It it is hard to explain. Um, it's it's it is such a special part of, uh, of of our relationships, as you said, my dad. And actually, funny, um, my father and I have done a number of. Uh, of road trips, you know, we've been up to Toronto, we've been to a number of cities, and uh, I figure this is a great lead. This was a great lead-in for you. Uh, this was the first year that actually took Jacob with us. Yeah. Uh, so we did the three generation. We did a trip to Kansas City. Wow. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, and it was uh, it was it was a lot of fun. Um, you know, my father, who's who's getting up there in age, uh, it's his world. It's his grandkids and his Yankees. 
um, that's for him. And, uh, you know, we are all passionate. Jacob is the same way. It's a little tougher with Sebastian. He can't really sit still for too long. Jacob could sit through a triple header if they offered that. <laughs> um, but it's um, something that, um, you know, my father-in-law is a big Yankee fan. My wife's a big Yankee fan. It's, it's, it's what we do. The irony, by the way, is that I live in Mets country. All of my friends are Mets fans. Right. I, I root for the most popular team in the world and the second most popular team in, in my in my backyard that's so funny but uh yeah you know it's i, I think um of all the topics that i've you know that we've explored on the podcast so far that's actually one that we haven't touched on and it feels kind of so natural and you know maybe even almost cliched the idea of like if you're a dad you have some sort of sports connection to your kids but you know the same way as we're talking about summer camp like it's such a beautiful foundational experience that you share with the people that matter and uh I, you know i knew once i started thinking oh i'm going to talk to Corey about this stuff that was one of the things that always you know really resonated with me is just how much how much it means to you guys and maybe in a way it even softened the uh, the evil empire <laughs> In my perception, somehow I always, as much as I'm frustrated by the Yankees besting the Jays, you know, whenever the playoffs come around, I do find myself wanting the Yankees to go further because they're just fun to watch. And it's definitely fun to, uh, to, to, you know, just get those little glimpses on Facebook or whatever, or hearing from you about that shared experience. I think that's so cool. And I, I think it is a thing that a lot of dads and their kids and their families, you know, share sports are, are such a, a uniting thing and the kind of thing that you pass down to generations so uh you know glad that we got to to cover that a little bit do you is there any part maybe of when you and samantha your wife first met each other like do you think both being yankee fans is like part of the attraction like part of the strength of the relationship well it's funny that you should ask because the um the two of us did meet on uh jdate the jewish dating website and i believe uh if memory serves me my handle was something along the lines of Yankee Lover, <laughs> and, I, and I and I think that that fed into uh, she actually was the one who who reached out to me. Um, so I think that definitely that definitely played into it. Um, yeah, it's made it, uh, it, it and it's funny because you know we have some friends who have those internal rivalries too. Mentioned Yankee fans, and those those look like they could be fun also, but but nothing. <laughs> You know, a big playoff game sitting on the couch and everyone, you know, is, is locked in and we're all rooting on the same side. It's 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 fun. Um, it's fun. Yeah, and I think, uh, I, I, you know, I know this probably is going to come off bad, but but having boys, like, I know, not, not that girls aren't sports fans, but, like, I just felt like having boys, making them Yankee fans, it just, it just felt like the right thing to do. Yeah, that's – so you, you've got two boys um... – do you do you have any just kind of general advice or I don't know a philosophy that you would say as far as people who are raising sons you know something to keep in mind? I don't think there's any any specific strategy. I think you just kind of you take the hand you're dealt with and and you know sort of tweak that based on personalities and and what works for you. Um, I, I don't think it's I don't think it's that simple um, to just say that I have a, a specific way of doing things. Um, you know, my older one, Jacob, listens the first time. There's no question. My younger one, Sebastian, I've got to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm threatening to take his iPad away like it's nothing. In the morning, he doesn't want to get out of bed. He doesn't want to get ready for school. You know, Jacob is, is ready. Before, I haven't even woken up, and he's dressed and ready to go out the door. Um, it's, it's so hard to give a specific answer to that. 
Right. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, the, the idea of flexibility or just kind of being open to the fact that you don't necessarily know what the next thing to come down the pike is going to be is, is something that we've covered on the pod as well. And that's, I think, one of the, you know, the elemental approaches as far as being a parent goes is just like be ready for anything and open your heart and be patient and, uh, you know, you do the best that you can. So we're I, talking, sorry, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I, I, I did want to add one thing, um, digressing back to camp for a moment. Um, you know, I know that uh, this uh, podcast is for a lot of dads kind of kind of learning, you know, what to do and could use some advice. So when it comes to camp, you know, like I'm assuming there's day camps all over the place. We've got day camps. Some people aren't going to want to send their kids away. They're going to definitely want their kids to be home. You know, that's what they're accustomed to. Maybe it's a cost thing. Maybe it's missing them. Um, some people are going to be set in their ways and want their kids to go away. You know, my wife and I, we were kind of on the fence. Um, we toured, we picked places and the bit of advice I want to give is, is mainly for those dads who are undecided. Um, this is the best experience that you could give your child. You know, we're in a living in a day and age, they are attached to their electronics and, and, you know, we try to, to parent police that or whatever, but the reality is, you know, Jacob gets a Chromebook given to him by school. He's got a phone because we want to know where he is. Um, they've got iPads. They've got TVs. And for seven weeks, they've got none of that and have the best time of their lives. And I know that that sounds like, you know, maybe that sounds like not a big deal. But, gee, like I said, we're looking at these pictures and they're, they're, uh, they're having uh, Halloween at camp and they're all in costumes and they're going from bunk to bunk and trick-or-treating and, they're smiling and playing sports, and I tell anyone, if, if you're not sure and you need a tiebreaker, there's nowhere else you're going to give these kids that non-electronic inspired, infused life that they're going to just give their best attention. And, and much like you said about making those friendships, they're making those friendships because they're not looking at their screens. They're making their friendships because that's what they've got, those friends. And so to anyone who is who is on the fence and money is not an issue and you want your kids to have just an unbelievable experience. I can't stress enough. Send them to sleepaway camp. Well, I don't know if there's a better pitch out there for the sleepaway camp industry, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyone who owns a camp uh, owes you a debt of gratitude for that <laughs> for that pitch right there. You know, since you mentioned uh, screens and stuff like that, and Jacob's, you know, getting into adolescence now, um, you're you're probably you probably have the oldest kids of any of the dads that I've spoken to yet on the podcast. I wonder if you've given much thought to you know social media and just kind of the digital landscape and how your kids are going to interact in that way and whether there's any kind of preparation or any kind of you know pep talk you give them or advice you try to give them or anything to do with that because even though you know my daughter is only two years old but it's definitely the kind of thing I think about is like what kind of world do these kids live in and what kind of social pressures exist on these social networks and any of that kind of stuff so I wonder if you have any insight there. Um we haven't done a, t a lot. Again, he, he is a, you know, that whole story with the bat, that's his personality. He, he is he is wise beyond his years. He's mature. Um, and, and not to sound naive, he's still 11. Um, he's going to make his mistakes and whatnot. But we, you know, I will say, um, while we don't have any specific things in place, we haven't had a ton of talks. I did explain to him when we gave him his phone. You know, our, our town is... 
you finish up, uh, you know, grade school after fourth grade, you go into middle school and fifth grade, and that's when everyone gets their phone. I don't know who set those parameters, but now it's that point that you kind of have to because if you don't, you're like that one weird parent who hasn't given your kid a phone. Right. And when I gave him the phone, I said, here you go. I said, but just so you understand, don't ever change any codes. I have every right to look at that. That's my phone. I'm paying for it, and from time to time I do. And, you know, while I'm seeing a little bit of foul language that he's learned at camp that he's saying amongst his friends, I'm never going to bring that up to him. Lord knows I was using words like that when I was his age, and that's part of growing up. But, you know, I, I try to keep we, – we don't, we don't try to track him and track his, his Internet usage and things like that. Um, as far as the issues with bullying and whatnot, you know, they, they hear you – know, they, they, the schools do a lot. I always ask him how his day was, you know, of course how his day is, if he's got questions. Um, but, again, this is one of those situations because the type of the kid he is, I feel like we haven't reached a danger zone yet. He's still a little bit young, but I don't think we've really had to, you know, he, 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 he gets what he should be getting, I feel like, at his age. He understands what he understands and, and you know, my wife and I, I think are pretty liberal with that. You know, we'll give him enough rope until he, you know, potentially hangs himself, and we just haven't had an issue. So, well, it sounds like he's got a good head on his shoulders. He definitely, you know, he's got a couple of great parents in his corner. Uh, just to kind of wrap up the theme that we've had here, do you think summer is the best season to be a parent? Uh, I know the Islanders aren't playing in the summer. <laughs> summer is a uh... yeah. Well. If you ask my wife, next summer will be a, the best summer to be a parent because we won't have either kid around. But, uh, <laughs> that'll be a lot of you know. She's a she's a teacher, so she gets the summer off. But um, oh, boy, that's a good question. Summer, the best season to be a parent, or the best season for kids, maybe. Yeah, it's 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 a great season, you know. Because aside from the seven weeks of camp, we still have you know the end of school before, which is always an exciting time as you're kind of getting ready for things to end, and then. When they get home from camp, they still got a couple of weeks, so you know we're going to take a couple of vacations. So I, I would think that's a pretty, uh, a pretty safe assumption that summer, just because what's in the air, how the weather is, everything's so optimistic, getting ready for a new grade. I would say that's a that's a I would have to agree with that. Corey, it's so nice to catch up with you and uh, really appreciate you taking the time. I think there's so much useful information that you provided here, and it's it's so nice, uh, you know, to to give me and and also our listeners a little bit of a window into uh, your family's experiences. There's obviously so much positivity to talk about, so really appreciate it. Great, Dan, I appreciate it. It was great catching up, and uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah.